So they're doing that thing they do every election where they try and find out what drugs the respective leaders had done. And they were speaking to Joe Swinson on Newsnight about cannabis. And she gave this bravado of like, I'm not going to be one of those people who says I tried it once and I didn't really inhale. She's like, yeah, I enjoyed it. And it's like, no one believes you. No, she is never. Not, it's, no, no, not one's, no one believes the Joe Swinson Tomb gang. No, jo- a, li- a little old weed a Rooney. Mm. <laughs> Joe jo Swinson may have like purchased some oregano and then giggled after smoking <laughs> yeah. it, but there's no way jo- jo she Swinson, has ever been in possession of a controlled no, substance. She, she, she still thinks of it as a jazz style cigarette. Do you think she is like, <laughs> has anyone got any wacky tobacco mm-hmm. <laughs> and thinks that she's been really jazzy? Yeah, she uh, she w- walks up to just if you're walking if you're walking down the street in the evening in a trench coat, she'll walk up to you and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a gateway drug." <laughs> <laughs> I, I still love the idea. What would what would Blaze Joe Swinson be like, though? I can't do the accent at all, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, but imagine everything is squirrels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the real cannabis psychosis. Uh, maybe maybe that's the thing. She thinks she spoke weed, but she actually was smoking spice and she had a horrible <laughs> fucking vision of squirrels and yeah. thus, thus was born her obsession with ridding us of that menace. I mean, kill squirrels, nuke the world is absolutely a K2 vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm just excited uh, that we might be the first, um, the first podcast to be sued for saying someone didn't take drugs. <laughs> Incredible. forced to like smoke a doobie in court look i think we should consider that question well welcoming everyone to trash future the lib dem election manifesto super special episode it's uh riley nate on the boards hello uh alice hey. in glasgow and hussein calling all the way in from new york new york I.e. Little, little Italy, where everyone, regardless of where you come from, is Italian. Yes. Um, that means you can use as many slurs as you want. It's okay. It's cool. you, you're, just, you're just walking down the street wearing an overcoat with the sleeves off and just like <laughs> inspecting produce. I mean, it is kind of amazing because Little Italy now has kind of, it's really obviously all of Manhattan is super gentrified. And also Chinatown has kind of expanded outward. So a lot of what used to be Little Italy is now way more Chinatown. But there are a couple of blocks where there are a lot of people just who are like, hey, whoa, like that does yeah. actually exist. Oh, great. It's, just, it's just rarefied. And we're also joined uh, by Molly Goodfellow, returning hey. champion. Thank uh, you for having me. Molly is excellent at spotting the ideology, um, and she's going to help us uh, point out where some of the a little bit of ideology may have crept into the Lib Dems' supposedly ideologyless manifesto. Seeking out the ideology amongst the facts. Molly also has an unbroken record of making a, one member at least of Trash Future cry on each episode, and so uh, there will be tears. It's just the way that it works, uh-huh. right? Indeed, indeed. Well, she has a record of one. Yeah, I've only so, done one. Record, still on a record. An unbroken record. Unbroken record. <laughs> mm, you are pedantic it's- if correct. Yeah, it's the bar chart with like one of us crying, winning here. <laughs> I'm a born Lib Dem. Come on. So also, before we carry on, I want to say to everyone, if you don't know already, we are doing our pre-election live show with Rob Delaney at v- and Vauxhall on December 3rd. So do come along to that. The ticket link will be in the description of the episode. I would like to see each and every one of your smiling faces there. Yes, climb into the trash can of ideology with us. <laughs> um. But without further ado, because I have 
I know I say this a lot, but I have so many notes in front of me. There's like a proliferation of notes. The notes have been getting longer. I'd like to talk about Joe Swinson's plan for Britain's future. Um, but first, I'd like to give a few caveats. Uh, number one, uh, I've peppered in comparator statements from the Labor Manifesto here, which is an extremely strong document with lots of great detail that's worth voting for. But let it be known that like that doesn't mean there's nothing to criticize the Labor Manifesto for. Like They've watered down some truly progressive conference pledges, such as net zero by 2030 and closing all the immigration detention centers. It's still they're still the best on those subjects, and it's the best manifesto by far. Make no mistake, but you shouldn't look at it uncritically. Um, and also, it's a document that a lot of people are scared of. Like the conservatives made a website called LaborManifesto.co.uk that just lies to people about how much tax they'll pay, and the Lib Dems are claiming that Labor will only enact a second Brexit referendum um, if it wins by a supermajority, or will only Remain if Remain wins in the second referendum by a supermajority. Lies, lies told by people who don't want you to have a good life because the best ideas they can come up with are the ones we're about to talk about. We're the last caveat. I was going to say we're also threatened by Labor's cool graphic design front. Uh, yes. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to all the labor graphic designers. Shouts out to the labor graphic designers. Mm. And you last scared thing. Robert Peston with your washed out <laughs> colors. <laughs> yeah, two millennial pink. The last caveat before we crack on is that every single thing the Lib Dems are promising here is premised on them getting a majority, which they won't get. Uh, at best, they'll go into coalition with the Tories. So anything we, which they've already said they'll do. I was say, Philip Lee yeah. basically said that's their plan. Yes, their plan is to go into coalition with the Tories. So let's see how many of their terrible, shitty, won't work promises actually hold up when they when Boris Johnson and like Jacob Rees-Mogg and like I don't know whatever like yeah like 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 bro- boys from Brazil they dig up to like run throughout the country actually like get through yeah. what what the sequel to the uh plastic bag tax in exchange for benefit cuts is yeah oh and we have so many of those so without further further ado voters are being told that the only choice is between conservatives and labor mostly because it's true that's why they weren't in the debates isn't it yeah, because that's, everyone that's, knows that yeah because they are sued and lost <laughs> Owned. <laughs> but when I look at Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn, I know that I could do a better job as prime minister than either of them. Because of like uh, you know, just strong, of, like, strong head girl energy, you know? Because I'll I'll nuke the world and all squirrels will die, and that's really what matters. <laughs> yeah, because our country deserves better than what is on offer from the two tired old parties, each led by men who want to reuse ideas from the past. No offense, but like before Joe Swinson, it was Vince Cable. So yeah. if we're gonna be talking about tired old things. All Not the, tired. All, yeah, or the liberal Very party, energetic. which, like, I don't know, is up there with the Whigs. Yeah, I well, mean, if you want to draw an unbroken line from the Lib Dems through the Liberal Party, which I think you probably should, then they are like, yeah, 200-year-old party I mean, that's the, based on opinions on the corn laws. And also the, the history of the modern Liberal Democrat Party is basically, what if Change UK had actually won some seats? Like, what if that had actually become a thing? Because mm. they basically formed... In, if I'm not mistaken, in the 80s, in the 80s, in the, the the leadership challenge after Jim Callahan lost the 1979 general election, and uh, when basically even though they the Labor picked Michael Foot, that was just too damn left for uh, for a certain segment of the the Labor Party, and so a bunch of their MPs split off and joined, yep. 
a breakaway party that basically was a spoiler party all the way until 1997. Yeah, that, all the that, way that until weird... now. And now, again, of course. But, <laughs> that that but basically... weird situation where the policies are great, we love the policies, but we absolutely can't endorse this one guy as Labour leader. Yeah, well, th- that the whole sounds thing, really familiar. Because hmm. they picked, they, 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 they refused to accept Tony Benn. They said they needed a compromise, basically, because he was too far left. So they went with Michael, Labour went with Michael Foote. Michael Foote was just too damn left. Then... Neil Kinnock went went on a tear, basically purging the left from the Labour Party, and the SDPLP were just like, "Nope, sorry, we can't." It was too damn left. Gordon Brown, how many too damn times? Left. How many times will the Labour Party try to kick this football? And here's the thing that really blows my mind: like people failing to recognize this. And I'll let Riley get into his thing, but it's just like, I'm not even fucking from here. How the fuck do I know this shit? How, if I know this shit, then what the fuck are all these people like? Oh no, the Lib Dems are different this time. Also, haven't you seen the general, the, the European election results? That means everything's changed. It's like, yeah, yeah it does. Uh, your brain is a thin slurry. Yeah, because no, everyone knows who their MEP is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your MEP is like Constance Q racism from the fucking Brexit party, most likely. <laughs> The vibe that I was kind of getting was that everything that Joe Swinson is saying is basically exactly what Nick Clegg said, right? Um, like, all the lines are basically the same, but the only difference is that, like, Nick Clegg's lines kind of worked in the sense that, like, there was some truth to the idea that, yeah, both parties kind of are more aligned than not aligned. Um, yeah. So it doesn't make any sense why why she... I, the, I mean, the only thing that it makes sense is that, like, she's basically trying to make it 2010 again. Yes. Um, the thing with Nick and Clegg... Hope, and, hope, and hoping to kind of get this victory and then argue that oh we didn't actually want to go in coalition with the conservatives but our presence there will mean that we can be like a moderating force the thing with nick clegg as well is i guess he didn't have that context of oh we did completely betray everyone last time well no i feel like the, the you know the uh what's end up, what's going to end up happening is after like joe swinson um does her five years as deputy pm she'll just become like the head of press at tiktok which by which at that point is going to like be involved in some kind of like international war. So good luck. Oh yeah, uh, t- t- it's new new rumors that President Faze Banks <laughs> as, as a scandal on TikTok. I just love the idea that Joe Swenson is finally going to get to start her nuclear war, but not in government, but in TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's what she says our country deserves better than what is on offer from the two tired old parties each led by men who want to reuse ideas from the past whether the 1870s or the 1970s and gamble our children's futures i mean that's awesome that she recognizes that corbyn is the intellectual heir of the paris commune i'm not sure what boris johnson has to do with the 1970s <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, you know, the 1870s or the 1970s or the Lib Dems ideas, which are all new. They're new ideas. The new ideas. Basically, the Lib Dems, their politics is that it's 2006 forever. 2006, yeah. probably the worst year yeah. ever, <laughs> will be our eternity. And that's all you can define I'm, your politics I'm telling by. you what we're doing. We're doing frosted tips. We're doing skinny ties. We're doing early EDM. We're it's into the be kooks the- again. Yeah. Oh my god, I was going to say the kooks, but I didn't know if it would be relevant. Yeah, we're, we all we are all going to be having a crush on the saxophone player from the Zootons again forever. Um, we're going to be we're we're all wearing skate shoes like etnies. Yes. Um, it's it's first beer forever. They want all millennials to go back to when we were like <laughs> mid to late teens and just figuring stuff out. Um, so let's get into policies, shall we? Shall we? Shall we delve? I was twenty two for the record. So, shall we delve? I'm going to delve. I was like 13. Yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, old. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was still into block party. I still am. So I'm the natural constituency for this. <laughs> uh, policy number one, stop Brexit. 
Headline, stop Brexit and invest the 50 billion pound remain bonus in public services and tackling inequality. What do we think the remain bonus is? I don't know, but we're going to have to have a separate wallet to put it in. (laughs) Is the remain bonus the money that they think they're going to save when they make Brexit not happen? Yep. It's just normal. In coalition with the Tories. It's just, if we continue as normal, we'll be able to spend the bonus of normal on public services and tackling inequality. That's such a meaningful bonus. Yeah, you know, more money. It's it's money we wouldn't have lost. Like that's literally just a fallacy. As that's like a folk economics fallacy about like allocating money in pots and have being loss averse. It literally is a cognitive bias. It's folk and bad economics. It's also the money that the EU are gonna steal from us uh, when they beat us up every single month for trying to leave. Yes. Yeah. Of course. I mean, else just the idea that's like, oh, because everything's going to continue, like Britain's massive economic growth, which was like 0.1% last <laughs> quarter. Like, surely that'll pay 50 billion pounds over the next five I years. I mean, with, with this kind of, the kind of innovation stuff that they've got in this manifesto, Ooh, you better so believe much that. Innovation. There's so much innovation stuff, and I love each and every bit of it. <laughs> so anyway, the remain bonus, yeah, it's what we get. We save, we don't do Brexit. And Brexit or not... The Labour Manifesto will be paid for by Jeremy Corbyn's Fuck the Billionaires bonus. And boy, can I tell you what, I'm very excited to see what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean, this is the only time that I move into the kind of arm John McDonnell kind of memes, is when it gets into, uh, like, extreme wealth taxes. Yeah, so, the election of a Liberal Democrat majority government... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Sure. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. The election of a Liberal Democrat majority government, you know, because the European elections will then decide. That's how they're going to stop Brexit so hard. The European elections will retrospectively decide who gets to be an MP in the UK. Still mostly Brexit party. Riley Reid DMing Riley, our Riley, to tell him (laughs) how much she loves the podcast and wants him to make a podcast just for her. We'll decide (laughs) uh, how we're going to stop Brexit because that's as likely. But like, she's already kind of Oh, what's the word? She's already conceding on herself by being like, yeah, we'll definitely stop Brexit unless we don't get a majority and then we'll like do a second referendum. Mm, and that's the only way to get a second referendum as far as I've heard. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, no one else is offering that shit. They, it just operates on this idea that, that this is a thing that's possible when it's like Labour has had a, a complete majority before. The Tories have had a complete majority recently. The Lib Dems have never I don't. The Liberal Party might have. I don't know. I don't. Like, what in like the in, in like, like nineteen teens? I think, I think David Lloyd George might have been the last Liberal PM. Like, but fuck's sake! Like, yeah, this 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 is this is absolutely a work of speculative fiction. Yes, he yes, David Lloyd George was the last Liberal Prime Minister. <laughs> so they want to go back to like. We were, <laughs> but I thought we were getting him. past all of these old men with their policies from the past. Yeah, we're gonna, no, David David Lloyd George is now um is now cool again. Yeah, He's no, like it's, one it's, of these... we're going to do the thing uh, that happened on Twitter today, where they tried to make Pete Buttigieg a POC. <laughs> I just love the idea. It's like, yes, we're going to hearken back to the glory days of the Liberal Party with uh, we're going to bring back the coal dividend. Everyone gets an extra pot of coal <laughs> for their fucking collier. No, it's new ideas. We're focusing on new ideas here, people. Um, yeah, I mean, ideology, and yeah. the, the, the coal dividend of today is a software dividend where the government like dumps a big spoil pit of software ooh, on your ooh, house. The Lib Dems have a plan for that. Um, hold on, I'm just gonna I'm gonna scroll down to that because it's I just want to want to do this right I was, now. I, I was setting you up for that. Pri- it was a segue. The NHS gets privatized, but everyone gets to have one of their videos go viral on TikTok. <laughs> you just got to pick which one. 
What if the childcare thing, because they're promising like free childcare to everyone. What if instead of nursery schools, it's like coding universities, but for babies? Yeah. Mm. Instead of basically your your children get sent to, to state run childcare, but they have to make baby shark competitor videos the whole time they're there. <laughs> I found it. Yes. So here's, you, here's you, your the- Your kid um, gets a social credit score based on how well they do the high hopes dance. <laughs> so here's, uh, here's, the, here's an incredible uh, Lib Dem policy. This is, this is the one that Alice was alluding to. They and this was actually shared with us by listener um, TKIS Peter. So follow him on Twitter. But develop a mechanism to allow the public to share in the profits made by tech companies and the use of their data. What do you think they've invented here? Uh, it sounds like they have invented something called stock options, which I remember being sort of a a thing that were freely given out at the height of the dot com boom, and then nothing bad happened. No, Alice, you're almost right. Molly, I think you had the idea. It's just like taxes, isn't it? Yeah, it's tax. They're going to develop a mechanism to, for the public to share in the profits made by tech companies. You know, They're just going to tax the big tech companies like we should have been doing for years. Well, they probably won't. Well, no, they'll, they'll, If she's going to get a job at one of them after yeah. she stops being deputy prime minister, then she can't tax them because they won't like her. No, exactly. So, so we say develop a mechanism. What they clearly mean is something other than tax. Maybe they can like give... like. I don't know, maybe like a, an apprenticeship for every uh, disadvantaged community that's below like 30% below the poverty line or whatever at Facebook, um, the cleaning floors. It, it may just be as stupid as asking nicely. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let's also talk about what else they're going to do. Um, so here's the, what they're going to do on Brexit. The election of a liberal Democrat majority government <laughs> on a clear stop Brexit platform will provide a democratic mandate to stop this mess, revoke Article 50 and stay in the EU. And then we'll dust our hands off theatrically. And that will be the end of it, because we've just created a precedent for canceling and uncanceling Article 50 based on general elections. <laughs> Looking forward to this going back and forth for the next 50 years. Yeah, we are li- the joke about um, about ceremonially leaving the extending the Brexit deadline long after everyone's forgotten what it's about. They're going to make it real, folks. <laughs> um, in other circumstances, we will continue to fight for a people's vote with the option to stay in the EU. And in that vote, we would passionately campaign to keep the UK in the EU. So that's their we- fallback, right? There's a second so referendum. <laughs> Run exactly if, like the first one. Yeah, if I don't if really only understand. there was some precedent for the Lib Dems going into coalition with the, to- the Tories on the promise of a referendum that they then lost. So they're like, they. I don't really get it because they're like, oh, we're going to stop Brexit. We're going to stop Brexit. Brexit is a really horrible idea. We're going to stop it. But also we are going to give people the choice to vote again in which they may also vote for Brexit again. Well, then they're going to double stop Brexit. Mm. That's facts. But that, so then, if people if they do do the second referendum, which we know that no one else is offering, obviously, and no, they vote no for one. Brexit, mm-hmm. do they damn Brexit or do they not Brexit? I think what they've done is assume that they'll win, and haven't planned for losing. That which we know so is a well good idea. Time. Famously, a very or, good approach. Or they but have then, actually planned for losing, um, but to kind of reckon with the idea that they have to admit that yeah, like we are going to have to go in coalition. That's like the best way of doing it, like the best, the best, our best outcome. Um, they're kind of just like trying to pad themselves up as much as they can. Basically, um, there are so few liberal Democrat MPs that every single one of them is just planning on getting a job at Facebook when Brexit wins again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, total, that's totally possible. 
Uh, Labor want to reopen the withdrawal agreement all over again and negotiate a new deal, but they will not say whether they want Britain to remain in the EU or leave. Jeremy (sighs) Corbyn, why won't you sign my picture that says remain? Why, why, don't, why can't I know what's in your heart, Jeremy? It's not enough for you simply to offer the democratic and legislative mechanism to stop it. I need to know you want it. That's not ideology. That's facts. I don't want it if Corbyn doesn't want it. <laughs> I, yeah, personally, um, Corbyn's votes count for 20 million. So it's really important what he personally wants and campaigns for. Also, we campaigned for Remain in the last referendum and it didn't win. If you don't like him so much, why do you want him on your side? No, he's a secret Brexiteer. That's why he campaigned so hard for, for for Maine, because in his heart, he knew that everyone would just be like, wow, this guy is very unconvincing. I should vote for leave instead or something. Yeah, I'm just not even able to make a good chess. joke because I, I just don't understand. They're, they're so fixated on the idea that he's a secret Brexiteer. It's like, OK, maybe he is. Every single fucking thing he's done has been until the referendum was in support of Remain. Like, mm-hmm. how hard is that to, to grasp? But I don't know. I guess it's, it's he all- loved Remain so much. Then why didn't he build a special bus? <laughs> like yes. Boris built a bus, and I don't think Corbyn built a bus. So no, he painted yeah. that bus himself. It was actually cardboard. It was a wine Cor- box. Cor- Corbyn's too busy worrying about the activities of the build a bus group. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's what they say they're going to do about the climate emergency. We will tackle the climate emergency by... By the way, I'm picking and choosing stuff here. I'm trying to pick the most representative, but I'm having to edit. Tackle the climate emergency by generating 80% of our electricity from renewables by 2030 and insulating all low-income homes by 2025. Ah, pissing in the wind. (laughs) I love to extract like a single drop from this bucket. (laughs) Also Also, like the process of insulation in... Like tower blocks is really difficult to do, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. occasionally it catches fire. Yes, and notoriously nothing has happened with tower blocks filled with poor people in the past kind of couple of years. Um, like it's not with- like the Lib Dems would shaft people. Well, so. Actually, I I just I went back to their manifesto because they have a helpful search function. I've searched for the word Grenfell and. They haven't said they're going to do more Grenfells because there are no results for Grenfell in their manifesto. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have to they're assume they'll do less. I am suitably yeah. reassured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to generate more electricity from renewables, and that's all going to come from, like, the tiny propellers on the top of the hats. <laughs> we will also set a new legally binding target to reduce net greenhouse gas emissions to zero by... 2045 after we'll all be dead. Ah, legally binding too, like just like Paris, which yeah. uh, we're just blazing <laughs> straight through. Amazing. Also, you know, you will have net zero greenhouse gas emissions if you try to target that by 2045 because no one will be alive to make any more <laughs> greenhouse gases. Y- you know what this is, the legally binding thing? It is literally just the you're being murdered. People can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> so here's actually also where Labour made a compromise in the manifesto. I'm not on their manifesto, like Maya, like Maya or Thea yeah, Culpa. The, 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 the specter yeah. of Ian Lavery haunts the manifesto, and it's, yeah, yeah it's not great. <laughs> yeah, so this is where they, they made a compromise, where they're saying they're not willing to commit to net zero as quickly as the science allows, which apparently is the compromise position between the activists and the scientists. Because if you go net zero by 2030, you'll have to basically, everywhere there's a, a, a lithium mine, you'll need to do a coup because you have to build that many batteries that fast. So it's like just literally scientifically not possible. 
unless you want to like do lots more emissions by building that many like electric cars and stuff. So that's the, the compromise position was as quickly as the science allows and like without making it worse. Great, fine. That was the compromise between the activists and the scientists. But then basically they came in and said, nope, uh, we can't do that. We have to roll back this this target, which I think is pretty disappointing. So instead, labor is saying they're going to get 90% of our energy production renewable by 2030, which I'll admit is A, 10% better than the Lib Dems, and B, their manifesto includes so much more shit that will reduce other that will yeah, reduce carbon tar- it's, carbon it's, it's all tied in together and like while we definitely should be shooting for better than 10% better than the lib dems mm. it's 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 yeah it is obviously an a significant improvement so stuff like free everything from like free childcare to properly funding hospitals to properly funding public transport is going to also have a huge impact um but i got to say it's not my favorite but damn it is better than just dying waiting for like 3%. It's, it's like a Kamala Harris policy. Yeah. Like the 3% of, well, of like Pell Grant receiving like houses plus, in historically black neighborhoods get if, to like be insulated. Just if, if you look at the power dynamics of this, the best way to make sure that a labor government isn't able to be pushed around to quite the same extent by uh, the GMB is to elect it. Mm. But also Indeed. something I point out too is just the fact that this, from what you've read, Riley, in the Lib Dem manifesto, this seems to indicate that they think that you have to better insulate homes and have renewable electricity, and then climate change is just over. Because basically, then by 2045, oh, they some, have other ideas. Some, something will happen. <laughs> but that doesn't take into account just how much, like, for example, I mean, people like to celebrate the fact that the UK basically, like, they go very long stretches where they burn no coal, but the, the, the largest generating um, source of electricity is natural gas which is not fucking good. And they're still building new natural gas plants all over the country. Like that's mm. a thing that they've had budgeted in for the next couple of decades. So basically like if you're not addressing that fact, then it's 2045 is going to be a deadline that's going to keep rolling outward as the seas rise. And then eventually the only city left in England that won't be underwater is Birmingham. And who <laughs> wants that? Is she saying 2025 or 2045? 45. 45. 45. What if she's just like, Look, whatever happens by 2045, I'm going to fucking nuke the place anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Zero carbon so, yeah, she's, that's like, Absolutely. She's a posadist. She's just going to, we're, we're going to solve climate change by just like welcoming the nuclear fire. So look, here's, because I've been, I've like edited down to some of the funnier ones on these, but like, I'll give you more of a deep example on this because I think it's useful. So she's saying like, all, all this is like pure war and shit where she's saying like, oh, I'll require all companies registered on the UK stock exchanges to set targets on climate change. I'll regulate financial firm, services firms to encourage green investments. I'll establish a department for climate change and natural resources, which we used to have, but that it won't have any power. And then I'll establish a UK local citizens climate assembly to engage the public in tackling the climate emergency. And then the first time she talks about actually expending resources, it's creating a statutory duty on all local authorities to produce and follow a zero carbon strategy but without giving them the resources to do it. So basically business, if they don't meet their targets, then it's like, whoops, guess we didn't miss our target or we didn't make our targets and that's it. Oh, whoopsie doodle. Damn. Ah, I, hate damn. It. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. But- ah. I promise I'll do better, Chief. But then, <laughs> if if, count, if councils don't make it with the resources they aren't given, then it's like, uh, now you're paying 15p on plastic bags, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the prices on also, plastic bags also, will go up. Also, we're killing everybody who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> um, also, so here's their big their their big promise. 
Support investment and innovation in zero carbon and resource efficient infrastructure and technology by creating a green investment bank and increasing funding for Innovate UK <sighs> and our new catapult innovation and technology centers on farming and land use and on carbon dioxide removal. So this is a green wallet. Yeah, it gets a green wallet. <laughs> so we've got skills, skills wallet, green wallet, nuke wallet. <laughs> Squirrel wallet. Cannabis wallet. Yeah, cannabis mm. wallet. It's 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 an entire suit made of wallets. We, you know, given that our audience is primarily American, they may not know about the squirrel thing. Like, this may all just seem like complete non sequitur to I them. I think we should not explain. No, we're not no, going to explain not, it. We're not. She hates squirrels. Look, That's the, all you the, need to the know. The sole concession <laughs> we made to accessibility was not keeping up our running joke of calling Joe Swinson, Lenny, and Carl. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, okay, here's but here's their 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 my favorite of the Lib Dem Green policies: ban non recyclable single use plastics and replace them with affordable alternatives. Like what? Isn't everyone already doing that off their own back in a non-political way anyway? Yeah, but now it's going to be politics. So yep. now I'm going to not want to use reusable stuff because the Lib Dems want me to. <laughs> it's like, do you know what? I didn't, want a, I didn't want a plastic bag, but now that I know Joe Swinson is going to make me have one. Yeah, you, you get the okay. shitty paper straw from McDonald's and then Joe Swinson just gives you a big thumbs up. <laughs> That's Pour politics, the drink baby. On me. Pour the whole drink on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I want to move on to education. Giving every child the best start in life. We're going to give every child the best start in life by recruiting 20,000 more teachers as part of an extra 10 billion pounds a year for schools, which sounds good until you realize that they're like, they're tweaking the rules on how schools become privatized academies, but not getting rid of them. So basically, all that money is going to go to private hands. All the, of it. It's so great that there's always a sting in the tail of more teachers. Like the Tories' version of this is just, yeah, sure, twenty thousand more teachers. They're just uh, the entire household guards. Like they're, they're <laughs> all, all troops. also police. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're all also police and troops. They come in on a parachute. We're spending so much money on schools now, but it's all going to dropping them from like having a fast rope in from a Huey. I don't know if that's possible. I don't think you can do that. You can, but a Huey is like a 45, 50 year old helicopter. So I don't know. There's, I don't there's, know there's, the, there's the saving right there. That's the efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have them fast rope in from a Sea King, but they crash all the time. So we need to keep hiring more teachers. <laughs> also, a really old helicopter, but it's okay. It's this, okay, really. This is Keynesianism. We're getting everyone around by Sea King. So there's always lots of jobs going. <laughs> um, I think what you're thinking of is an Osprey. Yeah, which there is we the, go. the dual rotor thing that always crashes. But, oh yes, but but you know what? Who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe Sea Kings also crash. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh, that crashes all the time is a broad field. True. Yeah, but the the the, the Osprey, the tilt rotor one, was famous for like it's like up oh, time to test it again. Oh, we killed twenty Marines somehow. <laughs> well, Damn, back to drawing for. So we will provide free childcare for all children with parents in work. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So do you have a zero hours contract, which they're not banning, by the way? Sorry, your your hours were too low. You don't count as in work. And if you're looking for a job, which I presumably That's they vacation. encourage. That's va- looking for a job is time off. Right. Yeah. But then so you're looking so you're like you're a parent looking for a job, you can't get childcare mm. to go to interviews. Well bring them to the interviews. Show them That's you're committed. True. Your That's child's a project. Feminism. Yeah, it's yes. feminism to do that. I mean, Cheryl Sandberg came up with that idea. She works at Facebook, so does Nick Clegg. There it is. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love. Refer- I love referring to my uh, my child as my colleague. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe you and your kids can all pitch in, and you can split the job between you, and they can gain valuable workplace experience. Lib Dems. If your child is working, then it won't need childcare. So 
So it yeah. basically seems She's like made to, Mr. Yeah, it's, Trick, it's, yeah. it's feminist to give every child a job. Yeah. <laughs> it basically seems like they found a list of things that they've polled well as social issues in Britain. And they were like, let's make policies that change nothing, but we at least say we address them in the manifesto. Yeah. It's a, it's a childcare themed policy. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it is the ball pit bar. It's, it's just, it's the, yeah. Yes. It's in the childcare extended universe. The conservatives. <laughs> it's not canonical, maybe, but maybe, you know. Maybe that's actually what it is. Maybe their version of childcare is just a giant bullpen. Yes. Well, like in The absolutely. Simpsons. Where Maggie just gets lost. Everyone drops their kids off at one massive bullpen. <laughs> so here's the thing. And this is going to be really funny uh, when they go into coalition with the conservatives. Because they keep saying throughout this manifesto, the conservatives are failing our children. Which is why we're going to vote for them. They have cut school and college budgets to the bone. Labor want to waste time and money on a massive top-down reorganization, which will do nothing to improve standards. Wasting time and mo- wasting money, also known as increasing budgets. Yeah, that's a waste of money because they also want to do a massive top-down the, reorganization. The two to, you know, things like, you can do private, to a budget: yeah. you can cut it to the bone, or you can do a wasteful top-down reorganization. <laughs> Unless you're a Lib Dem, in which case you can do a smart evidence-based policy, which is neither, by the way. Because it does neither, to be fair. Except cut to the bone. It does that, though. Um, so, uh, anyone want to guess what the Lib Dems have promised university students burdened with debt? A ball pit. Like a triplet. Uh, Alice is closest. Oh. Fuck, am I? Uh, yeah. Free iPad for every student. Uh, no, nothing that nice. Um... Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say the first few words of it. Raise standards in universities by strengthening uh, <laughs> campus freedom of speech. Yes, no, they, they got it right. A Milo in every university <laughs> <sighs> by strengthening by strengthening the office for students to make sure all students receive a high quality education. The office for students is the market regulator that Toby Young was in charge of that he used to do his free speech on campus vanity project for two weeks for so getting sh- shit canned. They're gonna allow students to say slurs. Yes, yes. incredible. <laughs> I I love to have like the the chancellor of my university is now every single person on Twitter who replied to the university trans day of remembrance. Part. Post to like harass it. Look, yes. if if students if students didn't have access to that office, what would they do? They would have to stay at home and make weird, depressing alts um, and harass go on hosts of, and harass hosts on po- of podcasts with very strange <laughs> and, overt, and overt slurs. Um, <laughs> so, in many ways, we're saving them. We're saving them from a life where they have to be like a sad columnist <laughs> who was only prevented from being a pedophile because of his wife. Well, he we can't say ha- that. We can't keep that in. No, he we said, absolutely can't. He, no, he said literally that. said that. What? Did he? Toby I, Young. You absolutely can keep all of this in, including what? the discussion Toby about Young us keeping this in. That marrying a strong woman like his wife is what kept him from going the route of Jeffrey Epstein. Not the root of Jeffrey Epstein, but the root of Prince Andrew. But then someone in the replies asked him, does that mean that if you hadn't married your wife, you would have done, I think the phrasing was something unsavory, and he said yes. There's a really good... He- <laughs> we, need to streng- we need to strengthen the institution this guy was in charge of to make the universities better. He did an episode of Celebrity Come Dine With Me, and I think his wife did a lot of the like, heavy lifting. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm going to file that for Watch for a bonus episode yeah. <laughs> um, Okay I just remember him saying that Yeah, never mind, I don't want to go derail yep. on, on, on the youngster But man so, Toby Young's advice is marry your mum Yes, mm. so here's some more advice from Joe Swinson 
he, she actually is going to reinstate uh, some funding for students. She's going to reinstate maintenance grants for who do we think? STEM students. Coding hmm. students. Uh, students, students who work in like deprived communities for a period of no more than uh, three years, but no less than two years <laughs> and six months um, within a certain income bracket within a defined list of postcodes. Yeah, Alice, Alice has it. Oh. Uh, but she said only for the poorest students, uh, ensuring that living costs are not a barrier to disadvantaged young people studying at university. So making it very clear that this is going to be something that you get if you're literally a Victorian match girl. Uh, otherwise, fuck you. Do we know... Skills wallet. That's um, what you have. <laughs> do we know if previously the Lib Dems have done anything? No, I don't like remember that students anything. Students would like? Like oh, that. actually, Molly, I think you're referring to that tuition fee misunderstanding. Was that the Lib Dems? Yeah, that no, was the Lib Dems, wasn't it? Where well, they been. said they wouldn't do anything, and then well, they did the thing. What if, the, if the Lib Dems weren't in there, the Tories could have raised it by more? That's true. They could have made it a billion pounds to I go to university. That was, that was the argument that, like Nick Clegg was saying, he was just like, "Well, we were the moderating force, so even though it went up, it didn't go up as as much as they wanted it to." What was ah, the trade-off? Statement. Was there a trade-off? Because there was the plastic bag welfare trade-off. Yeah. Do you think there was a student fees? Uh, I'm mag- sure I think there it was, was magic beans. Magic beans. I think it was a magic beans thing. Wasn't it like uh, it w- wasn't it wasn't it something to do with like the alternative vote referendum? Like it was part of like a package of like. Um, I think that might have been yeah. it, or possibly something like House of Lords reform, right? Or well, something, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something, something completely inconsequential. <laughs> so here's what they're gonna. Here's their new policy on tuition fees because they have one. Um, they are going to establish a review of higher education finance in the next parliamentary session to consider any necessary reforms in light of the latest evidence of the impact of the existing financing system on access, participation, and quality, and make sure that there are no more retrospective raising of rates or selling off loans to private companies. So they're going to establish a committee to prepare to review the establishment of a committee of inquiry into the project to research the committee of... <sighs> Is it so that presumably by the time the Lib Dems have been in gone in whatever coalition they may or may not end up in, there's no reference back to the fact that they did the thing? Well, yeah, because they just said they were going to ask about the thing. Okay. So basically, there have been rumours that I might have shit myself. I am going to get to the bottom of this and I will make sure it never happens again. <laughs> <laughs> so um that's so that's what they're gonna do for students who have burdened with lifetimes of debt that they'll never be able to pay off from tuition fees is they're gonna look into it hey that's me <laughs> um health and social care the conservatives have failed people who rely on health and care services cuts have left hospitals and community facilities crumbling and struggling with overwhelming debts and they've damaged the services that keep us healthy who did they work with for five years to do all of that i wonder it's specifically Joe Swinson. Specifically, Joe Swinson worked with the Conservatives to do this. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, she was the minister, wasn't she? Yeah, yep. it was. It was her. And at least she's experienced. Yeah, she knows. So, if anything, she knows what not to cut. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. Re- like retrace your steps backwards. Uncut the things. Yeah, she's like um, she's like uh, the, the the political version of the sort of um. Of the of the uptight minister from the small town in America who watches all the porn, so he knows what's in there. <laughs> she did all the cuts, so she would know what not to do. I, I was going to say Theseus in the labyrinth, but okay, go off, King. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was at the bank. <laughs> um, Labor's approach is no better. Their plan for the NHS is a backward-looking, here's that word again, top-down reorganization, which would leave it in chaos. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's looking back to reorganizations what- <laughs> that only ever switches or bottoms. No, they're <laughs> lived <laughs> and reorganizations are looking upward, never backward. Forward, never downward, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards a pro- balanced budget. Lib Dem reorganizations are just swapping it for something that the conservatives want. Yeah. Li- well, Lib Dem, they're reorganizing all the conservative party uh, platform into their platform. Damn, it's- I for one feel that when I have a state-owned healthcare provider that literally owns hospitals, it's a bad thing when it's top-down. Mm. Uh, it's extremely bad to have national organization when you, there's literally a national health service. We, well, we you have you to just do, do anarchism. You just have like an autonomous uh, hospital commune that self-organizes. <laughs> I love the idea. It's like I, I, I go to the hospital in Brighton, but they're just applying snakes that are going to heal me somehow because, <laughs> hey, you know what? Fucking it's locally organized. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that so, does sound like something Caroline Lucas would do. <laughs> so there, I'm, and this is going to be one where I actually go into more detail on what they promised because I think it's worthwhile. They're going to raise seven billion a year of additional revenue, which will be ring fenced to be spent only on NHS and social care services. But because they're not doing a top-down reorganization, all of that's just going to go to private contractors and like Richard Branson. And what? So they're going to raise it to ring fence it. Yeah, they're going to raise it and ring fence it, the two R's. So that nothing happens to it. Well, And d- then in years to come, they can be like, oh, we're going to give an extra this many billion pounds, yeah. but they won't. No. I-, I foresee a lot of NHS contracts going up by a defined amount at the time this goes in. Well, actually, what they're going to do is use this cash to relieve the crisis in social care, tackle urgent workforce shortages, and invest in mental health and prevention services. But the mental health services in like lots of areas that aren't London are just owned by Richard Branson. Yeah, so just going to give it to him. Also, it's going to be ring fence, so they're not going to give it to anyone. Well, they're going to spend. They're not going. They're they're not going to spend it on things outside. The, the oh, ring fence means okay. they're not going to. They're not going to reduce it or spend it anything outside that area. No. Right, so okay. think of it like this: It's like they've got a, a bucket of seven billion pounds. And then they're not going to take any water out of the bucket, but they have kept a hole in the bottom of the bucket. So it can all go to this one thing. For the market. Yes. Right, and, okay. And, yeah. and if the you're market Richard is Branson... The it's a kills uh, wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, Richard, <laughs> Richard Branson is the person who's sitting under the hole with a personal bucket, and then he gets to keep that for how good he invented about the bucket. Yeah, and if he wants yeah. to replace that with a slightly larger bucket, like, if it just becomes more expensive to give someone therapy in that time... Uh, he, he, you know, he's the market. He knows best. Yeah. Um, also, they'll use ten billion pounds of their capital funds to make necessary investments in equipment, hospitals, community ambulance, mental health services, buildings to bring them in twenty first century. But they won't own them. They're just going to spend money on them, and they're not going to ask who owns them. Hmm. Love to private have fu- like a, a, a privatized. Own them. Yeah, a privatized yeah. ambulance. It's just going to be like, ambulance again, isn't it? It's, it's, instead of reversing the, the PFI, which, which has been a bit of a disaster, they're just going to dump more money into the open wound. Hmm. Hey, it's a plan. <laughs> and you know what? It's forward-looking, because they know what they're going to do. It's just going to suck. <laughs> um, not like we have any background on things when the Lib Dems raise limits and say, don't worry, it's not going to go up by all that much. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Like, no background of that at all. 
Uh, they also are going to commission the development of a dedicated progressive health and care tax offset by other tax reductions on the wa- basis of wide consultation and extensive engagement with the public. So, you know, they're going to be like, OK, we have to fund health and social care, but we can't raise taxes overall because you know we have that Brexit benefit, you know, that we get if just nothing changes that bonus that we have. Um, so how do you want us to spend it? But we do have to earmark it. And also they're going to. And here's what I love. Establish a cross-party health and social care convention that builds on the existing body of work from the previous conventions, select committees, and citizens' assemblies to reach agreement on the long-term sustainable funding of a joined-up system of health and social care. We will invite uh, patients, groups, professionals, the public, and the governments of Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland to be a part of this work, introducing a cap on the cost of care as provided for in the CARE Act, but <laughs> promised by but not delivered by the Conservatives, which would be a key starting point for the Liberal Democrat participants. I'm so they just glad. want a weekend in Birmingham, don't they? In a shit hotel. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> that they don't believe this and don't believe this could happen, because if they did, it would be the most brain-cucked thing I could possibly imagine, where you just, after years in the wilderness of coalition you start to mistake things like uh, like consensus based like citizens assemblies and stuff for actual politics and then mm. when someone asks you what politics are you going to do you default back to this may as well be magical rituals kind of thing of being like oh we're going to have like a, a consensus based politics of consultative assemblies that's not gonna fucking happen no, I'm pretty sure that worked pretty well in uh, in Afghanistan when uh, they yeah, when well, that's when we decided you, counterinsurgency you go was going to be. You'll go to your M- you'll go to your NHS, uh, your Shura or your Majlis. And, <laughs> like, yeah, a, a, a guy. Will, it will work very much like Afghanistan in that the oldest guy there will complain for three and a half hours about how the NHS sent him an air conditioner which is broken and an air conditioner repair kit which is also broken, and then it doesn't get repaired. Uh, uh, what are you? What operation are you in for? Hip replacement. What operation are you in for? Mosterak. <laughs> uh, building a fairer society. The conservatives have intentionally designed the welfare system for a traditional family with a main breadwinner and two children, which is entirely out of step with the modern world. Labor have a nostalgic attachment to a nine to five working life that does not suit modern life There's either. A four day work week at the manifesto. <laughs> As increasingly households have two earners and people want to be able to work flexibly. We just love working this much. I love all- to work seven days a week. And also have everyone in your house work all the time as well. Yeah, and what totally if we unpredictably. Worked? I also like to work seven days a week. And if I'm sick one day, I don't get paid. Yeah, yeah I, I love to have my boss text me that morning and be like, you have to come in in 25 minutes. Mm, that, I love course. that flexibility, that responsiveness. I feel free. Yeah. People, yeah. people love to look at their laptops in both office environments and in their homes. Like, I, I, honestly, like, I would not be surprised if like, there's going to be a, a, a new addendum to the manifesto published where like, the Lib Dems are promising a Brit- British-backed government rescue of WeWork so that it can, <laughs> one can be put in every town up and down the country. Well, well isn't, isn't, like, is, isn't this where like, the whole, like, uh, what do you call it, the, it wasn't, I guess we joke, we joke that it was like the green skills, like the environment wallet or whatever, but the whole kind of like, government bank for environmental technological products that is effectively just a giant we work anyway right oh yeah they're gonna fund so many startups uh, yeah. funding startups is like where all the money's going yeah, i mean well, this, this, this be divides our loyalties because we We're- want a lib dem majority government now so <laughs> well, that like, they they yeah. fund us in like keeping uh like shitty startups coming 
Oh yeah, we need so many. Be- we need people to be desperate enough that they'll make the first it's, idea it's, that it's they think of. It's a jobs program for podcasters. <laughs> it's a content program for podcasters, Alice. <laughs> so here's uh here's the next thing. Investing. By the way, Molly, I appreciated your uh, childcare as a baby. We work thing. Thank you so much. <laughs> there we go. Investing six billion pounds per year to make the benefit system work for the people who need it, and reducing the wait from the first benefits payment from five weeks to five days. <laughs> Huh. That's good. I I, I love you to You still like, die if you don't yeah. eat in five days. Also, if it's still universal credit, then you can still be sanctioned for whatever they want to sanction you for. Oh, they're going to reform universal credit. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I should trust them because they've delivered on so they many great things. They said they'll do it. They yeah, said they're going to do it. For people who need it. For people who need it. Their, their highlight uh, of reforming universal credit is to make it more supportive of the self-employed. <laughs> it is the WeWork, WeWork thing. And yeah, amazing. Um, so for, for people who need it in this case just becomes like for people who uh, learn live to for five days, Live for five days without food. Yeah. You know, camels. Not well, I mean, squirrels. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I think there's a tie-in here Because what fits very well with the Lib Dems values Is to span that five days thing You should just get a giant thing of Huel <laughs> Just a giant, a giant thing of Huel By the town we work in the town ball yeah. pit And it's like the water bottle in a hamster cage Troughs of Huel Troughs Gov- of absolutely. Government sanctioned troughs of Huel <laughs> God, it's so plausible. Here's another one I've decided I'm going to go into because it's worth it. So make the welfare system work by reducing the wait for the first payment from five weeks to five days. Um, removing the two-child limit and benefits cap. Fine. Don't make it better, but take it back to what it was, I guess. Make work pay by increasing work allowances and introducing a second earner work allowance. Establish a legal right to food to enshrine in law the government's responsibility to ensure that existing and new policy is audited for its impact on food security. So, not a right to food. No, but a, a right to have your right to food audited. Uh, is, it, is it? It's just more just like, oh, I'm look, we'll, look, we'll look into it. Yeah. It feels weird that like when Labour were like, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have free Wi-Fi for everyone. People were like, oh, what's next? Free Netflix. Blah blah blah. blah. But then, like, like the Lib Dems are like, yeah, a right to food, and everyone's like, yeah, that seems that seems fine and seems cool. well defined. That yeah. feels normal. Because Labour has also said they want to declare a right to food, but they're putting actually a lot of money and plans behind it. So they're putting like millions of pounds to different local authorities, who will then like be able to spend it on community food programs. So like replacing food banks with something that's like more democratic and mm. for everyone. Is it kind of like preempting? The fact that when the Lib Dems go into coalition with the Tories, people like a lot more people will be on food banks. So then the Lib Dems will be like, "Yeah, we said in our manifesto that <laughs> there's a right to food." So these yeah. food banks are what we were planning for. It's a right to food. It's whatever you can pick up. Exactly. I mean, prior to th- it's, 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 it's a supermarket sweep policy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Islands I, on board. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think this also kind of really exemplifies kind of the situation we're in at the moment, where a lot of these policies are very much like. Well, you know, because when we were talking about this, I kind of, I had my first skim through the Lib Dem manifesto and it was like, okay, it's like, it's fairly dull. Like, it's not really, there's not really anything like radical in here. And like, a lot of it is just very much, we're going to look into this and we're going to look into that. And like the reactions I've seen with the Labour manifesto have all kind of been the same thing, which is that like, oh, they're just massively like ramping up spending as if like the way that you change, like 
I guess like the Lib, the Lib Dems have taken this position, and one of the one of the ways in which they're trying to um, appeal to people is by saying, "But oh look, we're like the rational party. We're the quote unquote non populist party. We aren't going to like overspend and crash the economy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we're also yeah. going to bring radical change. Uh, mm. This idea that you can marry like radical change with like incessant amounts of auditing and mm. looking into stuff but not too radical of, change right because, because that if, you too- Labour, if you vote labor if you vote labor then their food program is john mcdonnell <laughs> going to every tesco in the country and smacking the like theft sensors with a big baseball bat it would cost too much money and that's the problem like labor just want to spend too much money um, you know, and, on top-down reorganizations exactly that look they to just, the 1970s. They just, they just, they just, yeah, they, 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 like spending money is something in the 1970s. Now we all use contactless. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's John, weird John that we're Ma- at a place where we all accept that like austerity didn't work, but we're still not yeah at a place where spending money. Oh, the Lib Dems haven't accepted that. <laughs> yeah, the Lib Dems. They said they want to run a permanent budget it. surplus. Oh. They like they like their so position- they don't want any wallets. No, no, they want lots of wallets, no money in them. <laughs> the skills <laughs> wallet inspector. Yo, actually, but that's the yeah. thing. The skills wallet is just coupons because it's not money you can spend freely. None of these wallets are actually have any money in them. They're just basically coupons the Lib Dems are giving you for like weirdly marketized services. It's a lot more similar to the privatization of the Russian public sector in 1990 than it is to anything else. So they are wallet inspectors. <laughs> so I'm going to do some more Reform universal credit to be more se- supportive of the self-employed Increase local housing alliance in line with average rents in the area But we're not going to cap the rents or anything No, we're yeah, gonna- the, re- the rents going up is like mysterious and unknowable That's their beef with universal credit It's, it's, it's all good, except it just doesn't support the self-employed enough uh, I like- have searched universal credit in their manifesto And it is mentioned there and one other place it's called a safety net that works, by the way, uh, is, is that. Here we go. Yeah. Nope, that's the only, that's the only place it's mentioned. Uh, wait, it's mentioned in one other place. Is, oh, extend free school meals to all children in primary education and to all secondary school children whose families receive universal credit. <sighs> so those are the two mentions of universal credit and manifesto. So right now, let's do the, let's do the counter. Uh, universal credit gets two mentions one of which is about free meals for people who are on it, and the other of which is that they're going to reform it to make it more nice for the self-employed. Meanwhile, it's like one of the main things that's claimed 130,000 lives. Oh, and let's see, the count their mentions of Grenfell was fucking zero. But they are going to increase the uh, uh, renting allowance to go up with the rents as they skyrocket. I love the idea that they, they've determined that yeah, there's, a, there's a cutoff point between primary school and secondary school where you don't need to eat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you have five days. Exactly, and uh, they're, they're, what, they're, what they're really doing is they want to time this for life expectancy <laughs> based on what's going to happen in this no, country. They, 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 just, they just like watch some YouTube videos on like intermittent fasting, and they just want to get people yoked. And so as you know, that's, that's the best way, the best way to do it. Here's the next one. Um, Ensure that everyone gets the help they need by separating employment support from benefits administration and increased spending on training and education. Doesn't say what they'll do with it, though. Introduce an incentive-based scheme to replace the current sanctions system. Oh, What's God, that going to mean? That's the most year 11 head girl policy I've ever that's heard of. That's just a new way to repackage sanctions. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. if you, if you don't, don't get sanctions, get in- you get a little gold star. Yeah. <laughs> you have an incentive yeah. called not starving. Almost- the incentive is the universal credit. Yeah. And they'll give it to you if you do the stuff. 
It's an incentive. It's not a sanction. That it's different. seems fair. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't see the problem. It, they're calling it something else. Don't you get it? Basically, <laughs> if you don't get sanctioned, you get put into a, into a lottery and you might win an Amazon gift card, all right? The <laughs> Amazon gift card. Amazon gift card. You get the coupon for your skills wallet. Yeah. yeah the if, Amazon if you gift do card, get you... sanctioned, you get put into a lottery, but it's the short story, the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you get an Amazon gift card, but it can only be spent on a JavaScript course, um, you get to be there when Joe Swinson presses the big red button. <laughs> Reverse cuts to the employment support allowance for those in a work-related activity group. I I what didn't even, even want to say that? anything because I knew there was going to be another clause there. Of course you do. You know my style too well now. <laughs> and work capability assessments. And um, replace them with a new system that is run by local authorities and based on real-world tests. <sighs> so we're going to do so nothing! So if you live on, like, the Isle of Skye or something like that, they're just going to make you pick up a huge rock, and it's like, that's yeah. what you have to be good you at. You have to, to toss have a, a job. You can't do yeah. it. You're a skyver. Yeah, so, you know, they're going to totally end work capability assessments, but they're going to replace them with a different thing that does the same thing, but it's going to be based on real-world tests. And you it's know, be the a real-world test? Yes. It'll be run by your local authority. Famously not tyrannical at all. Uh, yeah, you know the pe- so the people who like yell at you, the people who yell at you for not cleaning your um your driveway or mowing your lawn or whatever local authorities do. They're going to be in charge of whether or not you die. I love the idea that like the person who runs my neighborhood watch is telling me whether or not like my bed has been made correctly. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to reinstate the independent living fund, radically overhaul the bereavement allowance so that widows and widowers receive more support and extend the payments to unmarried couples and a parent dies. Death wallet. And <laughs> that's my black metal. Thing. <laughs> and aim to end fuel poverty <laughs> death coupons <laughs> yes <laughs> aim to end fuel poverty by 2025 by providing free energy retrofits for low income houses as part of our emergency program to reduce energy consumption from all the UK's buildings that is... and that's their plan to remake the social safety wait, net wait, wait, that's, that's 100% the, that, of their plan that's what? their real world test is do you have to install the solar panel on someone's house <laughs> yeah but you could fall off the roof I, I'm just laughing. I know that, okay, obviously we have an incentive to make things sarcastic and cynical, but from the way you read that, it made it sound like she thinks that Britain is producing too much heat that's escaping through the windows, and so once they can capture more of it with more energy efficiency, they can give that heat to people in the winter. Yeah, just just remember, though, I didn't... <laughs> I did not edit that section of the manifesto. Well, I read it... They. I read it... <laughs> I read it in full. That is 100% of the plan, and that's not even the plan they're going to enact. They're just going to do whatever the Tories say. This this is their greatest demand. Build a greenhouse around your regular house. But also, <laughs> something you said, it. Molly, made me laugh because- Was we it Death Wallet? Well, Death Wallet's amazing, but also, Death Wallet. If, if Joe Swinson, if, if the prize for not getting sanctioned is you get to be there when she pushes the big red button, it makes sense why they're trying to court the FBPE people this much, because they realize that an enormous red button is such a powerful metaphor the button that jeremy corbyn won't push and so they're like wait a minute we want a leader who will push the button to end all of it just buttons push buttons so I mean, we're also yeah fire, firing uh, a nuclear weapon is the only way to stop brexit hmm. how uh, can you leave the european union if it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> sorry uh, housing them. at least build at least a hundred wait what Kill them, nuke them. That's how, what can we, gonna, can that's we quickly look up how many times it says nuclear in the manifesto? Uh, Joe, Joe Simpson's going to kill us all with a nuclear bomb. 
a pe- <laughs> It says it twice. So once that's in a more se- than what was the other thing that was only mentioned once? Oh, uh, Grenfell, which was mentioned no times, and oh. Universal Credit, which was mentioned twice. So they're going to revive the Iran nuclear deal. That's one mention of the word nuclear. <laughs> they're going to what? They're yeah, how you know, they, how revive they, the Iran nuclear deal. Just, you know, that thing that the, uh, that America why, has like, said that. Yeah, why why not fucking revive Karl Marx while you're at it? They're both dead. Oh, they're going to maintain a nuclear deterrent while pursuing multilateral nuclear disarmament, continuing with the Dreadnought program, the submarine replacement for Vanguard, but procuring three boats and moving to a medium readiness response posture and maintaining deterrent deterrent through measures such as unpredictable and irregular patrolling patterns. It's in their manifesto, guys. Ah, it's in their manifesto. I love to have a medium threat posture. (laughs) Incredible. What's what's more Lib Dem than that, which is we're going to nuke the world a bit. Just a tiny bit. (laughs) We're gonna Three kill- times more than we said we would. We're gonna. I mean, uh, uh, Joe Swinson is basically a Tory from Scotland. I imagine that deep down, what she really wants is just to nuke everybody until there's only two genders left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, what if the mutations cause there to be infinite genders? <laughs> uh, this wait, was the one thing we didn't want to happen. Wait, hang on. Is, it's, no, is that transphobic? It's, no, it's not. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> just making sure. Just leave, okay, just, leave, just leave that in. <laughs> just for the record, uh, there's, for every one of these we leave in, there, there is ten. There are ten where <laughs> Riley is like, is that transphobic? And I'm like, no, fuck off. Shut up. <laughs> so, housing. Build at least 100,000 homes for social rent each year and ensure that total house building increases to 300,000 uh, each year. But crucially, they're not changing the definition of an affordable home. <laughs> What is a house if not a person wallet? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they've said they're going to build 100,000 homes for social rent each year and ensure that total house building increases to 300,000. Fine. But when I looked around this, I've said, oh, they're not going to change the definition of an affordable home, uh, which is 80% of the median rent of an area. So rents are still going to be high. So and an affordable home in Liverpool, twenty percent immediately. Yes. So a, an affordable home in Liverpool is eighty percent of like six hundred pounds, and an affordable home in London is like eighty percent of two thousand pounds. Correct. Money means different things in different places. Sane, normal, <laughs> just just like you know how you can go five days without eating, or you can go your entire secondary I school mean, Riley, without eating. You can go five days without eating. It's just I, probably not wise. Okay, fine. I, five I don't days think without I drinking water, you'll die. You can you can go months without eating. It's just not. There's no advisable. money in the water wallet, so. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they're uh, going to help people who cannot afford a rent a deposit by introducing a new rent to own model for social housing, where rent payments give tenants an increasing stake in the property, owning it outright after 30 years. So what they've done is they've taken right to buy. You know the thing that demolished the social re- the social housing sector, and they've made it long. Also, that's how it works in Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like this is Tom Nook. Yeah, this she's... is a subsidy to Tom Nook. It's a ripoff. That's what it is. Yeah, it's I'm bloody sick of it. So basically, this is Animal Crossing with nuclear weapons. Is Joe Swinson's yeah. idea yes. of the world? Animal Crossing with nuclear weapons, but a Zelda amount of wallets. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, here's the other. Here's another housing policy that landlords certainly won't take advantage of: help young people into the rental market by establishing a new help to rent scheme. Oh no! Would you not be like? Maybe we need less like. If you've got this many help schemes, maybe there's a problem. No, more schemes. Like, you shouldn't need this many help schemes just so people can live in a place. <laughs> it's, a, it's a help wallet. 
<laughs> no, they're like Wiley e. Coyote. He's like, <laughs> constantly coming up with insane backfiring schemes that never accomplish anything but embarrass them. It's like all the moors in England are on fire and people are breathing acrid smoke, but they have a help to breathe scheme. It's like don't put the fire out. That's yeah. socialism. It's it's not it's 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 not uh it's not um, canned air that you can breathe. It's an air wallet. Student fees are a help to learn scheme. If you think about it. <laughs> Is he crying? Have I done it? <laughs> I, I got. I've that's a lot. <laughs> Riley, um, Riley's laughed till he cried, and now Molly has made two members of Trash Future cry. <laughs> <laughs> two for two, baby. Um, a help to rent scheme to provide government-backed tenancy deposit loans for all first-time renters under thirty. Nothing can go wrong if the government own it. It means it's a it's a landlord subsidy. That's all it is. Landlords yeah. can charge whatever they want, basically, for deposits or whatever the law is, but I'm sure it's impossibly generous and it'll go up each year. And the government lends you money for a deposit, which means they invent fake money that then becomes real when it goes into your landlord's wallet. But not yours, But not though. your wallet. No, no, the landlord gets the money. And it's a loan and you don't get the money back. Correct. They love, they love a loan. They want a loan. Un- unless it's to a landlord or a PFI beneficiary, then they're all about gifts. They're Santa. Yeah, this is basically landlord Keynesianism. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking get it, man, but they love this stuff. Um, oh, also, they have a really cool plan to end homelessness. Um, is it houses? The roof wallet. Oh, <laughs> Molly. No, of course. That'd be too simple. It's not houses. No. Well, it's not, not even like I'm means tested houses. <laughs> no, not even that. They will Free ensure- cardboard. <laughs> No, it's not a even a good board no, wallet. The, the, it's the less free, the generous. The would not be free. It is literally <laughs> less generous than that. They will ensure sufficient financial resources for local authorities to deliver on a homelessness reduction act, which sounds like it might be arming local authorities, arm the neighborhood watch. <laughs> you won't need to cure homelessness once you've nuked the place. <laughs> I mean, once everyone's homeless, what is a home? Indeed. I mean, really, when you get down I'm to it, what is a home but a memory? Homes are pretty More localism and just have every Tory council just independently decide that it is the best way to reduce homelessness is to hunt homeless people from a helicopter. <laughs> but then, of course, the helicopter is an Osprey. It does crash immediately. No, that, that's just Glasgow City Council. We're, we're going to buy a new helicopter and crash it onto every homeless person in the city. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, so here's the. This is another good one that I'm gonna just do all of, but I'm gonna do it fast. Urgently publish across Whitehall plan to end all forms of homelessness. So they're gonna their their plan is to make a plan. They'll exempt groups of homeless people from the shared accommodation rate. <laughs> so that's fine. So if you and your homeless friends can get enough of a deposit together, you can live in a house of six people without having to pay a house of multiple occupancy tax. And just learn to code there. This is basically, we're going to end homelessness by making homelessness illegal. Uh, well, no, they're actually going to they're going to do a, a help to not be homeless, but through a bunch of loans and incentives. A home a homelessness we work, a we live. <laughs> we have that. It's real. At least it's we true. did we get have an that. Episode. <sighs> um, make providers of asylum support accommodation subject to a statutory duty to refer people leaving asylum support accommodation to who are at risk of homelessness to the local housing authority. You know, when you refer asylum seekers to the government. Yeah. Also the idea that like, that's the problem is that, is that they just don't know. Like They're like, oh damn, we didn't know these people were homeless. We're going to solve it now. Yeah. As if that's the problem. Well, it's this whole thing of you can't murder me. It's uh, you can't be murdering me. It's illegal, which is like, well, if they knew about all the homeless people, certainly they would do something about it. 
We need to raise awareness. That's the Lib Dem plan. Raise awareness of homelessness through like a Live Aid concert. And there's, and there's definitely no risk of the government like trying to get more favorable um, favorable numbers when it comes to homelessness by like deporting people. No, there of also course. hasn't been any data problems for the last 20 years that I can think of. Oh, sorry. Uh, all of that stuff you guys are saying, you forgot. They're gonna. They're publishing a plan. A plan's part of it. So I'm sure that'll all be in the plan. Why don't they publish the names of all the homeless people too? <laughs> so then we just know who's in trouble, right. and we can help. I mean, basically, you know, we just need to recruit more billionaires to live in Britain and build more phone boxes where they can transform into Superman and solve problems for us. I've thought this through. It's very cogent. It's you gonna work. Didn't even mix your comic books. Just building I, an extremely epic <laughs> London to try and like induce like, Elon you, Musk to show up. Super Batman. I was gonna say you could see. I said Superman though. You could see. You could see my my brain yeah. turning that I wanted to say Batman. But uh, um, so here's some more. So it, it, that homelessness reduction act thing, which sounds very foreboding, uh, legislate for longer term vacancies and limits on annual rent increases. But they don't say what that limit is. Uh, and scrap the vagrancy act so that rough sleeping is no longer criminalized. So they're going to do the minimum possible, and in a way that probably won't do anything. Uh, Labor is just going to build homes. They're going to build 8,000 additional homes for people with a history of rough sleeping and then earmark a billion pounds a year for council's homelessness service. The thing is, we know that's not going to work because there's only like one sentence. Um, yeah, there has a good to be plan a second thing more. that makes it good. Yeah, a good plan would have had lots more facets. It wouldn't just be to do the thing. You'd have to like create a wallet, do a consultation, maybe a plan, uh, find some like weird taxes that no one knows about and exempt people from them, but like only in certain circumstances. That's how you do politics. Give tax breaks to Amazon distribution centers so they give away free cardboard boxes. Yeah, we could distribute the homes. No, it wouldn't be. Again, you would get a loan on a cardboard box. Oh no, you're right. It would just be alone in a cardboard box. Tom Nook's cardboard boxes. Uh, but and labor will pay for this by bringing in a national levy on second homes used as holiday homes to deal with the homelessness crisis. But I so thought that John seems- McDonnell had one of those, and therefore he <laughs> might have to pay more tax. And that that's that doesn't make any sense. Like, no, why would John McDonnell sacrifice his own money for tax? Exactly. That's- John McDonnell. Who has three boats, I might add, one of which is a rowboat. <laughs> three boat. boats, McDonald. All three boats, McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of which is just an old leaky rowboat. I mean, some, somebody was trying True. to own own a bunch of labor figures today by posting pictures of their houses, implying that they're all millionaires. And it, because apparently John McDonald's home is worth two, two million pounds, but it literally looks like, like a spooky haunted house from like. A, you know, like an Eminem video about Detroit being fucked up. Like it literally looks, <laughs> they it all looks haunted look and like forlorn. Shit. Yeah, and except for Emily Thornberry's, which is very nice. It is, but but also Jeremy Corbyn's is by far the worst. Yeah, it's like, it just looks terrible. Like, oh, his big house in Islington. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just... A million pounds in Islington well, buys you this. He piece tries to of fight shit. out of his front garden. <laughs> what they're really saying is that London is for rich people, and only rich people should get to live in London. And the fact that these MPs are living in London shows that they're hypocrites. They should just go like live in a cave on the Isle of Skye. Yeah, where um, they can do so, real world tests by like lifting <laughs> boulders. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a few more, and then we're gonna close down. Transport start a revolution in rail franchising <laughs> by opening up the bidding process to public sector companies, local authorities, not for profits, and mutuals, which have the potential to deliver better services than private operators. Railway, <laughs> you know. my, my Southern Rail is now a fucking academy. Yeah, correct, yes. I feel like Richard Brunson must have some offshoot of Virgin that is non-for-profit, therefore he can loophole it. Virgin Galactic. Train. Yeah. Yeah, this train technically goes to space, so it's... Uh, it's or a wee train. 
Um, you could say maybe uh, it's a train wallet. Train wallet. Yeah, train My wallet. Travel card wallet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also love that. It's like, no, we're not going to say bring these things into public ownership. We're not going to democratize ownership in any way. No, what we're going to do is do more competition. The answer must be more. It has to be more. Because as we figured out with rail franchises in the UK, the problem is there aren't enough of them. Yeah, and you know, if if a not for prof not for profits, are, let's let them bid. Maybe save the children could run a railway. If you're not going for profit, just fucking nationalize it. Like. Yeah, no, that's that's too simple. No, it has oh, to be see, like twenty that's, different that's competing. Too, that's a nineteen seventies solution. What we want is a nineteen eighties solution. The train is going to be run by Live Aid. Come on, eighteen seventies <laughs> solution. Drives the trains. Eighteen seventies solution. All trains are run by people who are working, earning extra money while their children are in care uh, by pumping on those uh, hand carts. Yeah, the, the the entire original lineup of Duran Duran get press gang into driving trains somehow. <laughs> Don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to work. Build into new rail franchise agreements, you know, the new ones that they're going to sign, a stronger focus on customers. So be nice, including investment in new stations, lines, and modern trains. Will they be electric? But they're going to... Um, uh, only by 2045, after we've all died. Uh, hmm. I'm pro- that that seems like a pretty easy thing for them to do. I'm probably I'm pretty sure they're going to be electric, and that, I really that, don't like to give them to everywhere. We'll get paces for some reason, and no. Uh, let's let's see. I'm just going to check because we're going to try to be fair with them. Why? Uh, Stop doing that. Accelerating the transition wallet. to ultra low emission transport, cars, buses, and trains through taxation, subsidy, and regulation. It does not say exactly what they're going to do. They're just going. Yes, they're going to invest. The least how much. charitable possible reading of this <laughs> i'm do i look it wouldn't be funny if i wasn't giving it a charitable reading because people wouldn't understand the true depths of mania that this manifesto goes to well that's I'm fine you you can thing. give it a, a, a charitable reading i can say that every train under the lib dems is going to be rolling coal <laughs> that'd be fucking cool though um Okay, better business Ooh, do we want to know how they're going to do what they're going to do with employment rights because this is fun is it a wallet <laughs> it's rights wallet. <laughs> Encourage employers to promote employee ownership by giving staff and listed companies with more than 250 employees a right to request shares to be held in trust for the benefit of themselves. <laughs> you can ask nicely. You have the right to remain compensated by asking politely. You can you can ask for some stock options. If yep. there's more than 250 employees. Yes. And That's a coupon. <laughs> yeah. It's another coupon. Molly, you're right. It's another coupon. It's, an, it's a coupon that lets you ask a question. I'm holding the conch. I get to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Extend the scope of existing public interest test when considering approvals for takeovers of large, strategically significant companies by overseas-based owners to recognize the benefits of the UK economy. So, you know, they promise to change the test. Yeah, that, that, that's just going to be like, uh, we would also make it illegal for Huawei to buy any telecom stuff here. Like, that's just yes. uh, the, the good kind of protectionism. That's not- Oh, like- of course. The, the strategic protectionism. You've got to get through this, Riley, because this is starting, it's just like, this is, what if the Constitution was written by a BuzzFeed quiz? Like, this is fucking killing me. <laughs> okay, I, I, have, I have like a couple more, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish. I'm going to speed run the rest of this. 
Modernize employment rights to make them fit for the age of the gig economy, including by establishing a new dependent contractor employment status between employment and self-employment. <laughs> Setting a new 20% higher minimum wage for people on zero hours contracts at times of normal demand to compensate them for the uncertainty of fluctuating hours of work. Giving a right to request a fixed hours contract for 10, 12 months for zero hours and agency workers not to be unreasonably refused. So you have a right. You have a right to ask. Ask nicely. Not Maybe your company will give you stuff. unreasonably refused. Yeah. You know, what? a reason to refuse it would be, I don't want to. Yeah, of course. There's a reason. <laughs> Labor is just going to eliminate zero hours contracts and increase, increase wages to 10 pounds an hour. Again, too simple. It's too simple. It doesn't it target people. Would it be people. actually 10 pounds an hour or a 10 pound an hour coupon? For anything. <laughs> for anything. <laughs> for whatever yeah. you want. For only Money specific wallet. places you can spend it. <laughs> so basically, yeah, you, you, the, 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 your wage will be 10 pounds an hour if you ask and they say yes. Correct. And they can say no for any reason. <laughs> yeah, for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> UK 2050, our vision for an innovation-led economy. Build on the industrial strategy developed by liberal Democrat ministers in the previous government. <laughs> so hard. Because that's been working out so well. Working with sectors which are critical to the UK's ability to trade, creating more catapult innovation and technology centers. What the fuck is that? She's going to have a chat with Nick, see what they can do together. Yeah. No, it's a, new way of, it's a new way of launching nukes. At squirrels. I mean, it might literally be because one of the only things that is like strategically critical to our ability to trade internationally that we have in industry is making weapons and exporting them. Oh, also, Alice, they're going to back private investment in particular in zero carbon and environmental innovation. So they are actually funding startups. They're cool. guaranteeing venture capital funding to startups. Okay, so so they're giving us content and everybody else like green nuclear weapons. And yeah, like, sure. yeah. Oh, you said green new deal. I thought you said green nuke deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, reform building standards to ensure that all homes built from 2022 have full connectivity to ultra-fast broadband. So, still private broadband, but you can ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Um continue it's investment help to post scheme. <laughs> continue to support investment in UK's digital startups by reforming the British business bank support for venture capital funds. Uh so yeah, nobody don't, knows don't worry. what that is. Nobody uh, well, it's, cares it's, what that is. It's, it's UBI, but for like guys in who used to wear pucka shell necklaces who now just drink Huel, but not from the trough. They drink private Huel. Privatized Huel. Privatized Huel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, they're going to allow uh, companies to claim tax credits against the costs of purchasing data sets and cloud computing. That's interesting. You said tax credits when I think you meant to say tax coupons. <laughs> and also, um, cloud coupons. So what? They're just going to give tons and tons and tons of money to what? Like subsidize the services of Capgemini? Oh, yes. I'm Adobe. I'm going to get a new cloud-based service. Good thing the UK government is just going to pay for it for me. This is just like playing Mad Libs with companies listed on the British Stock Exchange. Like literally, it's like uh, BAE Systems is going to build <laughs> one big ball pit in Hull with broadband connectivity. And it's on the cloud. It's on the cloud. It's got a data set. Also, I love the idea that it's like all houses are going to have broadband connectivity, but what, are you just going to have the fucking like the plug jacks, but there won't be any trunk lines? <laughs> yes, to the city. that is literally the plan. <laughs> You know, to not do anything useful, just to do stuff that is usefulness-themed. So uh, there are two more sections. I, I must get through them because they're very important. Oh, this is a I'll do it in much. under five minutes. <laughs> Fairer world. Champion the liberal rules-based international order, which provides a strong basis for multilateral action to address the world's biggest problems, including support for NATO. Yeah, NATO. We're bombing Libya again. No, on just Syria, cooperate internationally to stabilize the region and provide humanitarian assistance. 
Okay. Uh, cooperate in, in internationally with whomst? Uh, you know, just whoever's going to let us nuke it. Jaradal Nisra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> increase overseas financial support for the ongoing refugee crisis. Uh, you know how we're just funding like slave traders who have disguised themselves as the Libyan Coast Guard to like trade yes. in slaves. Uh, you know, we're going to fund wallets. them. We're going to yeah, refugee wallet. We're going to fund those fuckers. And it's, it's a help to buy scheme for slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Slaves wallet? And here's the other one. Officially recognize the independent state of Palestine, but condemn violence on all sides of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and and support Israel's right to security. We remain committed to a negotiated peace settlement and two-state solution. Motherfucker, the U.S. has already recognized illegal settlements in Palestine as legitimate. How are you going back to a two-state solution? This is just more dreaming of the 1990s. The same way they're going back to the Iran deal. They're just going to yeah. like ask nicely to move the pieces back on the board to the way they were. So, uh, the Liberal Democrats believe that despite efforts to prevent violent conflict, sometimes military intervention abroad is necessary. Nuke, 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 <laughs> nuke, nuke. <laughs> nuke it. The UK should only- the clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> the UK should only intervene militarily when there is a clear legal or humanitarian case. Of course, you know, like how they've always done and how those always go well. Um, Are you thinking of Iraq? Yes. Not even that. They're thinking of the responsibility to protect doctrine, the most expansive uh, thing in international relations. Uh, And we're going to do the last last section here. We're going to end on promoting a fair public debate. Oh, it should be illegal to at me. (gasps) Yep. A well-functioning democracy should have a high standard of public debate in which citizens are supported, educated, and empowered to distinguish between facts and lies. Stop sharing so the squirrel to cancel their leaflet. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to shred every single one of their leaflets and stop telling people I murder squirrels. This is the heart of this, though. Like, all of the other stuff, whatever. This, But this is the real psychodrama at the heart of this, is it should be illegal to reply to me on Twitter <laughs> calling <laughs> me Swo Jensen. Every single one of these policies, they will immediately roll back on in anticipation of the conservatives in a coalition suggesting they do. That is the only one they will stand firm on. Yes. Be nice to me online. Don't say I murder squirrels. And let me push the button when it's time to end all life on Earth. Is, I'm Joe Swinson. This is We found it. We found the ideology. This is the only <laughs> ideology in here. And it is, uh, don't at me. <laughs> oh. Nuke the squirrels and be nice Nuke to me the only. Squirrels. The Lib Dem promise, baby. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've been going for quite some time. And so I think it falls to me only to say, Molly, thank you so much for coming back in here again today. Nuke the squirrels. We're going to nuke the squirrels. And Allegedly. also, as a reminder, come see us on the 3rd of December in Vauxhall with special guest Rob Delaney. We're going to be doing a very fun live show for you all. Um, and you know, we've got a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. Five bucks a month gets you a second episode every week. And finally, I cannot emphasize enough how if you don't want these people taking even a single seat in parliament, you have to immediately uh, register to vote if there's still time to do that. There will be. This episode comes out. It was on the last day of voter registration. So, so this episode, when when you're listening to this, if it's the first day, it's the last day to register to vote. So register to vote immediately if you haven't and tell 10 people to as well. Then 
vote labor, donate to labor, donate to Momentum. Go on my campaign map, the Momentum organizing tool, go to your nearest marginal, knock on doors and talk to people. It actually works because the only thing our party has is people. We don't have money like the Lib Dems and Tories do. We just have conversations. We don't have enough wallets. We have people wallet. When, That's what by we the have. way, when he when he says go and knock on doors and talk to people, do organize that through the constituency <laughs> Labour Party. Don't, yeah, no, don't, just don't, don't don't just go playing do, do, uh, um uh what's it called? Knock um, ginger. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Don't go doing that. Do organize it through a constituency Labour Party. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Plug the theme song. Yes, and our theme song is Here We Go by Ginseng. Find it on Spotify, listen early, and listen often. Otherwise, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. See ya. Bye.